Welcome back to Subject to a Medical, your quarterly national healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and with me today is Reno. Unfortunately, Aaron has succumbed to his premium payments and will not join us today. Reno, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm just sorry to hear that Aaron wasn't able to purchase a better iPhone. Ah, it's the iPhones that get you. Uh, <laughs> it's a shame, but uh, I'm I'm glad we're glad we're doing this again. Um, I don't really remember how it works. Yeah, my Canadian visa didn't get cleared, so I've kind of been stuck up in the Internet of Things. Apparently, net neutrality is up for debate. <laughs> well, we're not we're not neutral here, so no, absolutely it should not. Work out. Um, so let's kick things off. Today is, I believe it's Thursday. Uh, it is Thursday here in America too. Uh, we're a little behind the times here in Canada. Uh, I think we signed Ben Davis Davies to a new contract today. Uh, I don't know. He'll be able to pump in those awesome crosses from, from the wings now that he's a natural wing back, uh, people are excited. The back, the backup left back. Do you know which people are excited, Reno? Uh, I hear things. Yeah. Uh, n- not not really us people. What what? Why aren't you excited about Ben Davies giving us his golden years? <laughs> I'm actually I don't know. I'm not as devastated as some people. I think he's serviceable as a wing back. Uh, as a left back, I don't know. He leaves a lot to be desired. Um, he lives in the shadow of Danny Rose, of course. England's greatest left back. Um, I don't know. I think he's a good alternative, but we don't want to rely on him. Uh, maybe... Well, it's sort of... I don't know. Sort of a problem that we don't want to rely on him because Danny Rose likes to launch himself around the field and and gets hurt a lot. So, you know, you need a left back who can play 20 or 25 games a season. Um, You know, I think I got into this a little bit on Twitter with the internet folks. Uh, You know, he's fine if you sort of understand that when he's playing, he can't do the things that Danny Rose does. Uh, I was saying that my favorite memory of him this season will be of, of Toby lining up one of those beautiful long-range diagonal passes, and because it's Davies and not Rose, it just bounces out of bounds because he's nowhere near it because he's too slow. Um, but if if they change the role of the left fullback and tailor it more toward his strengths then then he's okay but he's not as athletic he's not as aggressive he's not a good dribbler he's the terrible one-on-one defender so if you're going to keep him around you sort of have to you know adjust for him and it looks like they've started to do that a little bit now especially playing with with three center backs and actually having Vertonghen sort of go past him and do a lot more of the attacking work. Um, but really, could, could they have found somebody better? Probably. Um, but clearly they like him, and it costs, costs them less money to, to re-sign him than to buy a new left back. So, Do you think it may be a ploy to increase his transfer value? I don't know if that's goal number one, but it's certainly goal two or three. Yeah. That if they decide to sell him, then they'll get more money because he's on a long-term contract. The likes of Bournemouth and Tottenham Jr. I.e. Watford. Well, but, well, it's the same with it's the same with uh, Trippier. Um, being a bad fit for this particular team is not the same thing as saying this guy's a terrible player. Yeah. Although Trippier might be a terrible player, but um, <laughs> I don't think Davies is a bad player. I think he's a bad fit. Yeah. If you want him to be Danny Rose, because he he can't. So I don't think anybody can be Danny Rose at this point. No, Danny Rose is the best left back in England. Yeah, bar none. Um, uh, and you know, 
we we miss him, but oh god, Davies is fine. God, I miss Danny Rose. He's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We it's been a while since our last podcast. We didn't have the flurry of transfer activity that we kind of expected. Uh. <laughs> Well, I think we had exactly the kind of transfer activity we expected. <laughs> uh, there was no uh, car window, Harry Redknapp style deals as we made to the close. And I don't know, there were a few rumors here and there, but nothing really materialized. And I think it speaks to the fact that Poach has uh, a good, as good an 11 as. I think we can expect for the year, um, even though the depth maybe isn't there. Yeah, the depth isn't there, but, you know, we talk about guys not having a full preseason and and how they have trouble sort of fitting into the team over the course of the year. So plopping a guy into the team in January and expecting him to just show up and fit right in, I mean, is even even less likely. And I think Pochettino understands that. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's not buying a guy in January who won't really be ready until March. 2018. Really <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's plenty of time for Pochettino to decide that he's terrible and not play him. But, um, unless, unless there was just an obvious option who could fit right in right away. Especially at you could understand. those price tags, January tends to kind of make people overspend. Uh, yeah, and it's not like it's not like in American sports where if a team is in last place, they have nothing to play for, so they can just unload yeah. their best players. If you're at the bottom of the league, you're not going to want to give up your best player because you've got relegation to worry about. Yeah, and if you're a team in if you're a team in the middle, then maybe you don't think you're far enough out to just want to unload your guy for nothing. You're going to want, you know, a reasonable amount of money for him. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We're currently second for now, uh, on goal difference. I think we have a substantially better goal difference than Manchester city. Yeah. Which we should probably just take a second and, uh, let that sink in. Yeah, let, after after years of goal difference yeah. being something that we kind of made fun of because Tottenham's goal difference would be two. Yeah, we should probably or three. pour one out for negative goal difference because we're way... Yeah, we haven't seen that in a long time. We're way in the black right now. Uh, we're way in the black. The, the dream of just steamrolling teams 4-0, 5-0 is finally finally a realistic thing that actually happens every once in a while yeah i think a couple weeks ago we dominated stoke for nothing and that was the second stoke for nothing victory of the year Uh, i mean it's it's a thing that happens now harry kane hat trick and then follow up with a harry kane brace because harry kane is amazing it is and to think he missed quite a number of games with an injury yeah, and and probably the why isn't Harry Kane as good as he was last year has a lot to do with the fact that his season got interrupted. Yeah, and he's still on. I think it's nineteen goals in the in the league now. Is that right? Something like that. But I mean, his clearly his engine is running smoothly now. Yeah, and I was reading the other day. Uh, I was going through some stats pages. Um, Manchester United celebrated Wayne Rooney has only scored 20 plus goals in two seasons with his club and Harry Kane's on track for a third successive season with 20 plus goals in the league, which is pretty, pretty crazy when you think about he's only 23, 24, unbelievable stuff, I think. Um. Yep. Okay, you're back. Yeah, got 
cut off by the border security. They're already putting up a firewall. Um, (laughs) Is Mexico paying for it? (laughs) I think Canada is probably paying for it at this rate. Um, So... Going to sell some extra maple syrup. Yeah. Where did we leave off? Um, I was just talking about uh, Harry Kane's uh, on track for his third successive season of uh, 20 plus goals. Do you want to get back to the Wayne Rooney thing? Um, I think, yeah, I was just saying that Wayne Rooney's only had two 20 plus goal seasons and Harry Kane's on track for three despite only being 23 or 24 years old. Yeah, to be fair to Rooney, he was on a couple of teams that had like five strikers. Yeah. With like, you know, Tevez and Berbatov and Chicharito, so. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the thing thing about Kane is that it's really all Kane, for better or worse. Poor one out for Vincent Jansen. Poch had nice things to say about him, finally. I know. Uh, I kind of want to see more of him, but at this point, I don't think we can... I don't think we're we can to. trust it since we're what is it eleven games left in the season? Yeah, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, we're out of Europa, right. which was probably his best shot at getting into the first team. Right. And if there's any game for the rest of the season where Kane can get a rest, it's against Millwall, but that's not going to happen. No, Poach is going to start Harry Kane up front, uh, and it's fine. I mean, it's a quarterfinal. Yeah, you know, we're a win and it. A semifinal at Wembley, so I really can't get upset. Yeah, we're getting into the closing stages, so it's important to get at least a good team out if we want to kind of reach for some silverware and against a lower league opposition like Millwall. At home. Yeah. Um, it's important just to get that out of the way. So, we'll see yeah, where we're I'm at. Fi- I'm fine with that. I mean, I... I complain about not rotating a lot, but in this case, you know, if if they go up 3-0 at halftime, then they can just take the starters off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's obviously not going to happen, but it's a nice dream. Well, you never know. Like, no, I, you never know, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's a tight game right up until the end and they have to keep the starters in. Yeah. Do you think we have a good shot at this uh, FA Cup? Is it the yeah. FA that we're in or the... Yeah, it's the FA Cup. The problem is that it's basically guaranteed that the semifinal and the final are going to be against really good teams. Who's left in the... It's Middle, Middlesbrough and City. Okay. But then And then United play uh, Chelsea. So one of them is out. And then Arsenal's the another. Round. And Arsenal are playing the Sisters of Charity. Uh uh, Sutton United. Yeah, that sounds something, right. Something like that. So, you know, it's, it's probably gonna be Arsenal in the semi-final, and then yeah, Chelsea or City in the final. Yeah. So it's gonna be tough, but you know they've beaten City this year. They've beaten Chelsea this year. Yeah, destroyed City, if I recall correctly going to be it's going to be at a neutral site but they've already played a handful of games at Wembley this year so it's kind of like a home game have we have we won at Wembley this year yes we they beat um uh, <laughs> Siska Moscow oh ouch barely yeah it's been rough going I'm kind of afraid to move into Wembley at this point uh yeah I mean, especially considering that they haven't lost at home this year. Yeah, playing it, playing at the lane. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but yeah, next year's going to be tough. But playing playing in the new stadium is probably going to be tough too. So yeah, they might as well get used to it. I think I heard something the other day that um, kind of it might be an effect of the size of the pitch. Uh, which I think we talked about this before uh, in yeah, a I previous mean, episode. Yeah, Lane is so much smaller. And that having, having that extra space. Kind of throws, throws them, them off. off, yeah. So maybe, I don't know. Who knows? It's, it's, 
you know, it's one of those things that it's impossible to figure out exactly what it is. Yeah. But you get, you get used to it. It took Arsenal a long time to get used to their new stadium, and they were terrible at Wembley too, so. Yeah, they were terrible in Munich as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were. They tend to do that. They tend to do that. Yeah. They have a thing about, about that. <laughs> Playing Bayern Munich. Uh, so we've been playing a lot of three at the back. Um, yes. I think it's working for us for the most part. But sometimes we do tend to get exposed. I don't know. It seems like we clog up the midfield a bit too much. And that's where things kind of go south. Well, I think, I think there are a couple of keys to it. One is Rose not being there. yeah rosen walker regardless regardless of the formation um and i was initially pretty skeptical of the three at the back as i am about most things but um in terms of offense it seems to have really helped and when you're playing wanyama in midfield instead of dyer and you're playing dyer in as a center back i think it really helps both of them And you're making a funny face at me. Because we lost the audio again. Fantastic. Duh. Yep, you're back. Sorry, I'm having some audio difficulties. Oh, your video, your video went wonky too. Oh. Yeah, call the ambulance. Ryan's internet's messed up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Canadian internet, ladies and gentlemen. Is there snow on your satellite dish again? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've got satellite? Oh, dude. <laughs> Sorry, all those, I, all those I missed what wires. you were uh what you were getting up to. Oh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. The three at the back. And it helps Wanyama, and it helps Dyer. And it frees up Dembele a bit. Frees up Dembele. Um, because the the formation from last season, the 4-3-2-1, with Wanyama, it just was not working. And Dyer as a center back is kind of hopeless sometimes. Yeah. So, with the personnel they have right now, um, and I think it actually probably helps Davies a little bit. Even if even if he's not as not as dynamic as Rose, it gives him a little extra protection having Vertonghen closer to him. Yeah. So I think it's working really well, and I'm really I'm really excited in the idea that that Pochettino kind of came up with a new wrinkle, and I hope he sticks with it. And I do like how we haven't really heard that uh, kind of trope that Vertonghen's unhappy on the left side like he seems to kind of be thriving there um i don't know it just yeah, seems well, like I, a good situation even though it's not a left back position he kind of is playing that like left center back uh and he's doing really well uh i think yeah like you were saying dyer's not the ideal situation there but I know. It just you know having having three of them. It just everyone has a little bit of extra cover. Yeah. Vertonghen has has Davies on one side of him and Toby on the other, so he doesn't have to he doesn't have to uh, play like a left back where he's ends up one on one with the other team's fastest player. Which you know yeah he's he's not he ain't the quickest either so. Um, I think it it really kind of plays to everyone's strengths a little bit more. Yeah, um, but it's a good system. It seems it seems like it's working on a lot of teams. I mean, sometimes you get caught out, but some of that's just luck, like bad luck. Uh, some of that's just kind yeah. of uh, turning off for a minute. Um, yeah, and sometimes it's just individual mistakes, yeah. which Tottenham are always still still good for one or two a game. I mean, against Liverpool, there was kind of the 
that first goal was that was a Hugo error. Um, well, but they but they were not they weren't playing the back three against Liverpool. They were they not? They switched back to the four two three one. Uh, and it was a disaster <laughs> because because Jan was out and Rose was out. Oh yeah, injuries have really uh, kind of bit us in the butt. Yeah, which is it's good if we go back to kind of where we started that Tottenham are in second place. It's really kind of amazing. Yeah, how we've uh, kind of... I mean, some of that is due to Liverpool completely nosediving after the, the turn of the year. But if you look at how many teams are better this season than they were last year, the fact that Tottenham are still basically in the same place they were last year is pretty amazing. Yeah, I think you mentioned it earlier. Part of, Most of it's due to our home record. I think it's 10 wins, 2 draws. I don't think we've yeah. been defeated at home yet. No. But our, I mean the, our away record is shambolic. Yeah, the flip side is that the away record is bad. Yeah. Um, but they don't have any... They don't really have any tough, tough road games left, do they? I'm sorry, away matches. Yeah, some road games. Uh, some road games. At, you know, tough fields. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. I know there's Arsenal two or home. three games. United is at home. Uh, do we play they, they City Burnley, again? Who's really good at home, but our next games against Crystal Palace after the FA Cup. Uh, that's going to be a tough match. Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it it would be typical that Crystal Palace get their shit together just in time. Yeah, there's always a bump in the road. Uh, I think we'll do okay. Do we play City again? No, we're done with City. Done with City. So, after after Millwall is Southampton. Okay. Then, April. I mean, it's Burnley, Swansea, Watford, Bournemouth, Leicester, Arsenal. Okay, that's doable. That's doable. Burnley is very good at home. But, honestly, if you can't beat Burnley, yeah, you don't deserve to be in the top four. Swansea have been playing better, but they're Swansea. Yeah. Watford are bad. Bournemouth are really bad. Leicester, God, I... <laughs> I hope they I get hope relegated, but I don't think they will. No, but I hope we kick the shit out of them. And then they end April... At home against Arsenal. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully we can stick it to Arsenal again. That would be hopefully nice. there's a Deli Ali nutmeg. You know, in that month, uh, they should really be racking up points. Who knows? Who knows? Well, if we knew, we wouldn't be doing a free podcast with one listener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, mm-hmm. listener. Uh, Hi, Sam. <laughs> hey. I'm going to have to disagree with Reno here. I don't think we have any listeners at this point. Someone <laughs> someone has to disagree with me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Moving along. Uh, Reno, in your opinion, is Eric Lamella dead? In my opinion, Eric Lamella never existed. Okay, that's fair. He's just a figment of the against modern football imagination. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Eric Lamella. Daniel Levy just gifted several million dollars to Roma yeah, for the illusion of Eric Lamella. It's very sad. Eric Lamella is one of my favorite players. I'm really sad. It's it's good uh, that the team has been able to do so well without him. Yeah, It's kind of kind of sad that the team was able to do so well without him so it sort of feels like he might not have a place when, when he comes back but um, I actually do think that in, in some ways they have really missed him yeah absolutely he could, really, he could really add something if he was able to contribute at all going into the end of the season I think he could have been awesome with his kind of like mean streak dickishness against Liverpool Absolutely. Um, he would have killed somebody. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been cool. Oh, he definitely would have had a yellow card within the first 15 minutes. 
Oh, absolutely. And you know what he can contribute? What's that? He can he can contribute not having to put on Musa Sissoko. Yes. <laughs> that is true. He can take those minutes so we never have to see Musa Sissoko again. <laughs> Sounds like you're ready to fire Musa Sissoko into the sun, Reno. <laughs> well, we'd have to propel him pretty hard because if we left it to him to aim for the sun, he would definitely fall down and miss. <laughs> can we put Jim Beglin on that rocket ship? <laughs> We don't do media criticism here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't see at this point. I don't think Eric Lamella is going to return this season. I, no, I would be surprised. I would be really surprised. From what I've heard, he's not even been in first team training yet. Um, no, and at this point, I'm not what's sure the what, point? What what he could really contribute with? You know, no conditioning and no match fitness. Yeah, even getting back to first team fitness is going to take a month or so. Yeah, and no cocaine. Yeah. I mean, him and Jan and doing gear at the nightclubs. <laughs> it's, you know, it's tough that he's had a couple of kind of lost seasons. Yeah. But he's always, it's like he's always kind of catching up. But I don't know. He's still good for a through ball every once in a while. So. Or a Rabona. A Rabona. Uh, but, you know, with with Kane missing time and Lamella out and Rose out, maybe everyone will come back and be fresh at the end of the season as opposed to last year where everyone was dead. Yeah. But it also gives uh, spots for other guys, too. I mean, uh, Sonny. Sonny plays well when he's come on. Uh, yeah. He might just be a, a really good substitute. Yeah, and Sonny was really good in the first part of the season. Uh, he was. He he's had stretches where he's been really, really excellent. Yeah, and you know he might just be a super sub, which he might not be happy about. But speaking of super subs, uh, what have your thoughts been on Harry Winks? That was an excellent segue. Yeah, I'm kind of proud of it. After this much bourbon? Absolutely, yeah. Well, drinking straight from the bottle. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, as Again, I'm a cynic. Uh, I wasn't really on the Harry Winks train until I started reading about how Scott Parker is his mentor. Oh, God. And now I am, I am driving the Harry Winks train. <laughs> Does that train Scott go in circles? Scott- Small concentric no, circles. No, the track is the track is laid out straight. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what great is what is great about Winks is he does not go in circles. Yeah. Um, but if that is his role model as a player, and if that's his ceiling as a player, then he'll he'll be very useful. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Scotty Parker was awesome. Scott Parker was great, and you know, Winks has made some mistakes here and there. But whenever he's come on, I think he's done. You're going to make mistakes when you're young and yeah, uh, I mean, making that first there game are, football. There are older players make mistakes constantly. It's just, but but the fact that he's willing to to try things and make mistakes, yeah. I think he's he's a lot more athletic than I thought, which has been really surprising because you know he's tiny. Yeah. But he's got a little like explosiveness that you would not expect. He can kind of get away from defenders sometimes. Out of our younger guys, were you kind of surprised that he's the one that made the jump to the first team early? Yes. Yeah. Because a lot, I think Josh Anoma has a lot more of the sort of visible athleticism that you're like, oh, to play for Tottenham, you need to be big and strong and fast. Yeah. So I, I think I certainly expected Onoma to be the one who would be getting more consistent minutes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Winks, Winks has earned it. He's played really well whenever he's had an opportunity. Yes, I know. I was supposed to be filling that uh, that dead air while you drank your bourbon. Sorry, you cut out again. 
Okay, you're back. We're going to have to uh, do some post-editing. Yeah, well, that that was just dead air. Oh, you're going right out, but Damn it. Nothing? Back? Um, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so should we finish this up, I guess? How much have we done? Done about a half now. All right. Uh, Let's pick it back up. Should we move on? Yeah. Uh, where'd we leave off? Josh Onoma? Uh, we were talking about Winks and Onoma. What'd you say about Winks? Just that he's done really well every time he's gotten an opportunity. That's fair. And so he's earned more opportunities. Yes, absolutely. All right. Which, unfortunately, it doesn't look like the other young players really have. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, so we talked about Danny Rose a bunch because he's an integral part to everything in England. Um, can we rebuild him? Do we have the technology? Reno, I'm looking at you. No. Okay. Good answer. I mean, I, you know, Danny Rose is one of those players where if you want him to stop getting hurt, you have to tell him to stop being so crazy and going full speed into every challenge and flying up and down the field. And I think if you if you told him to stop doing that, he wouldn't be the same player. And yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. So I think he is. I think he is what he is. I am of the mind that you basically need two full-time fullbacks on both sides to get through a whole season. Yeah. As much as uh, I love Kyle Walker, at the same time, he gets injured too, and I don't know, we just don't have the backup for the backup for him. No, and if you expect to be playing 60 games a season. Yeah, or even like, 40 games a season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, that's 15 or 20 starts for somebody. Yeah. And a full 90. Like, the unless you're injured, the backs never get substituted, basically, right. because we don't have yeah. a backup for it. I mean, we shifted when Yama into right center back at one point. In the past month or so, was that right? Ah, uh, yes. The game, the game where we lost both starting center backs. <laughs> good times. Good times. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the reasons that it helps to have versatile players. You know, Dyer can play in midfield. He can play as a center back. He can play as a right back. When Yama can apparently play center back. Yeah, he was definitely can, serviceable. Theory, yeah, he's fine. He's terrible in the air. Yeah. Which is why I don't understand why people keep kicking the ball to him in the air. <laughs> like, Wanyama has missed some incredibly easy headers. Yeah. I guess people just assume because he's sort of big and strong and he's good in the air. He is awful. Yeah. Maybe he keeps like, his head down because, I don't know, he's looking at his bowl of pasta. Must be. I, t- Tom Carroll is probably better in the air than <laughs> Victor Wanyama. Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. And I love I I love Wanyama. I think he is he's been fantastic, but like heading is not his thing. So stop kicking it to him. <laughs> That's fair. Well, because you know they they had a they have a set piece routine that I think is the same one they ran last season, and they would run it to Dyer. Dyer is good in the air, but now Wanyama is playing in Dyer's position and seems to just be taking on the same role in set pieces, and he's awful. <laughs> he's just like, nope, not me. So maybe just pick a different guy to kick it to. I don't know. That's fair. That's a good call. Um. Oh, Wanyama. Okay. Uh, this summer, what uh, what do you yes. think moves? What moves should Tana make here. So Besides fire Sissoko into the sun. Okay, so once they've done that, then the big the big question is whether or not they're gonna keep playing the the three at the back. 
because if they do, then they have to sort of change what they're looking for. Okay. Because, you know, Vimmer seems to be totally out of favor, and if he leaves, they need a center back. But if they're going to be playing three center backs every game, then they probably need two center backs. Do you have anyone you would suggest? Ugh. <laughs> New center backs to buy? I don't know. So they need a left-footed center back if Vimmer's going. And they need a right-footed center back. I have no idea. Center backs are tough. <laughs> Is Jose Font available? Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a good question. And, and I mean, before we before we get on, move on to the other players that they need, it's also going to depend on who's in charge by the time we get to the summer. So the right. Pochettino to Barcelona rumors are true. Well, no, I mean in terms of transfers, that those are not true. He's not leaving. But uh, what's his name? Paul Mitchell finally did leave. So we don't really know what the what the structure is of their recruitment setup now and what it's going to be by the time they get to the summer. We know there's a committee and that Pochettino is on it and that Levy is on it and uh, McDermott, the, the youth guy, is on it. Um, but we don't really know who's going to be the... And, um, Hitchin, the new head scout that they hired, obviously is going to be a big part of it, but are they going to get a director of football? Probably not. Probably not. So who knows what the voices are going to be in the room. Um, Unless Franco comes back. Uh, Franco and his contacts. He's got an iPhone full of names. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. We need Aaron here for center backs. Yeah. But... They need if Vincent if Vincent Janssen is gone, then they need a striker again, and they probably need another attacking midfielder. Um, if they're not going to replace Davies, then they need to replace Trippier, but that's a, I think at least in their minds a pretty low priority. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Um. Yeah, do I don't know. I think they give Jansen another season. Yeah, I think that would be the smart thing to do. Uh, if if they bought another striker, I don't think that would be. It wouldn't be out of the question yeah, to buy another striker. Um, yeah. uh, I think the Wilfred Zaha and Ross Barkley. Oh God! Right? Oh God! Reno, you went there. That's what's happening. There's no point having this podcast because that's what's happening. <laughs> oh man, you've ruined my day. Would you forget forget what transfer fees are? Would you want either of those two players? No. 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 <laughs> Just no. Under no circumstances. I don't think. I don't know. I don't see Zaha. What if, what if as you said the, we're going to sell Musa Sissoko and replace him with Wilfred Zaha? Uh, is Zaha an upgrade on Sissoko? No. Can Zaha hitch a ride on that rocket to the sun? <laughs> no. I don't. No. And Ross Barkley, whose contract is winding down. No. I Ross Barkley. I don't know. He's not that great. The white, the white Andros Townsend. <laughs> Whoa, it's got serious. Um, Ross Barkley is not that good. No, it's uh, not that good. And he'll probably command a fee of... I think I saw something today that Everton were interested. Ronald Koeman wanted to pony up money for him. He'll probably command a fee of like 16 to $20 million, million pounds. And Who, Zaha? Barkley. Bar- Barkley's on Oh, Everton. sorry. Who am I thinking? Ah. Who are you thinking of? No one. Well, there was a there was a report today that they're gonna they want to negotiate a new contract. Yeah, new contract. Uh, but that's this horrible. I mean, they say probably he'll get a big raise. Yeah, but they'll probably want between sixteen to like twenty. For 
for a ham. Yeah, which is too much. But it's the English standard. It is. But he's the wrong type of player, I yeah. think. They have guys who are big and strong and fast. They need guy they need more guys who are smart. And who can pick a pass and make good decisions. They have plenty of guys who make bad decisions. Yeah. Do you think they'll hold on to Lukaku? You know, that's a that's tough. I don't know I don't know that's who's gonna come in with a really big bid for him. Someone will though. I mean Chelsea maybe would come back for him, but I don't know. It's and with their new owner they have lots of money, so it would really come down to whether he forces his way out. Like John Stones eventually did. Stones. I could I could see Lukaku staying. Yeah. If if Everton finished the season well and they've been playing pretty well recently, except for getting spanked by a certain Tottenham Hotspur, um, <laughs> if they finish the season well and it looks like they might be able to kind of make a run at the top four next season, then he might stick around. Yeah. Because uh... who's who's going to come in? Who's going to pay? I don't know, fifty million pounds or what, whatever they'll ask for him. Uh, my only guess would be the Chinese side. No, I don't, at twenty three, I don't think he's ready to no give up on on playing in Europe. But I don't think he'll go to another English side. Um, no. Chelsea. So you have your usual suspects: Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Yeah. I don't. I mean, they'd always they'd always take another striker, but I don't know that. He's really a great fit for any of them. Probably not. I think Real would be the most likely. Of yeah, but if the, they're spending all their attention on him, that's great because they won't be spending it on Harry Kane or Deli Alley. So, well, no one's prying Deli Alley out of Tottenham's cold dead hands. I was thinking about that today, and it's sort of the same thing. I don't think Tottenham are going to lose any of their big players unless they demand to go. Yeah, and I don't think any of them. Are going to demand to go? No, not this summer. Maybe Son, if you consider Son one of the big players. Where would Son go, though? Back to Germany, I would think. Sorry, I missed that. Back to Germany. My large adult son is going nowhere. I mean, it's just, I don't think Tottenham are in a position where they're half the same. Yeah, I think Harry Kane's in it for the long haul. I think Deli Alli's at least two, two and a half more years. Um, Jan Vertonghen's, I think he'll probably be here for, I don't know, three more years. And then he'll kind of he'll get bought by another I don't know a club that's in Champions League, but uh, in one of the other leagues, maybe the Turkish league or something. Well, the th- you know the thing with Vertonghen is he's turning thirty. Yeah, he's on the end of his a couple so more years he's here. Make a big move, it's going to have to happen. Yeah. Like no, well, I don't now. think a big move's in its future, so I think a couple more years here, and uh, then maybe like the Turkish league or like a Sevilla or one of those kind of or China or China, yeah, or MLS. I think for um, Alderweireld's probably the one I'm most frightened about. I don't want to. Well, there was there were stories that he was working on a new contract. Yeah, I just don't want him to leave. Well, I, I think if you can keep those two together, maybe they'll like, you know, work on each other to stay. Yeah, get like a special Tottenham Hotspur Settlers of Catan game going. There you go. That'll keep him in North London. Yeah, you can't get that anywhere else. No. (laughs) 
Levy yeah, but, Levy uh, should just buy out the game maker. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the official game maker of Tottenham. Yeah, <laughs> but the new name Catan Stadium. <laughs> uh, who makes Who makes that game? I'm not even sure. Because like Ravensburger <laughs> Stadium would be pretty badass. <laughs> oh my. That's my my obscure European board game reference for the day. <laughs> Just for the day. Just for the day. I only make one per day. That's fair. Um, it's fair. So I don't know. Harry Kane, best striker in the world. Harry Kane's the best striker in the world. That's fair. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. He is um, for someone that awkward and doofy. And uncoordinated, he is incredibly effective. Yeah. Yeah, it amazed me. He almost had the perfect hat trick the other day. Left foot, right foot. And that left foot strike of his was pretty phenomenal. Uh, His ability to hit either corner for pretty much any distance is really. And to use both feet. I mean, we talked about Lamella earlier, and Lamella is left-footed only. Yeah, uh, one of one of the most one-footed players. Yeah, but Harry Kane has a lot of skill in both feet, yeah. uh, and it's super impressive. How many goals do you think he's going to score this year? What did we say? He's on. 19 he's on nineteen in the league, I believe. Uh, there is a run of games against really bad teams coming up. So I think I wouldn't put it past him to get to 30. 30? With, with I think he's got 11, 11 games, games left. left. So And he needs 11 goals in 11 games? Yeah. Yeah, well, a couple more hat tricks and he's he's basically there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him a, I'm going to say 30. So you think he'll win the Golden Boot? Well, you know, if he's healthy, he's going to play 90 minutes every game. Yeah. You can't say that about Aguero. I don't think Aguero's in the in the talk uh, anymore. I think it's I mean, Cost- Lukaku. Lukaku's up there with Costa. him. Costa will be up there with him. Um, but if if Chelsea clinched the league with a month to go, then we don't know that Costa's even going to play that much. Probably will, just to be a dick. Probably will just be a dick. No, I think King. I think King could get another golden boot and hit thirty. Wow. I'm bullish on Harry Kane. I think we all are. Um. Any thoughts on the rest of the season? Anything you'd like to see? Well, I would like to see some of the injured guys come back for the end. I would like to see some of the younger guys get some minutes, but that's not going to happen. Uh, I would like to beat Arsenal. Yeah. That would be really sweet. Just in the league or next match? Well, Both? as we said before, there's a good there's a good chance they're going to play them in the FA Cup if they get through past Millwall. So. so there's a chance to beat them twice? Yeah. I couldn't handle Arsenal in the final, though. No. I, I I don't I couldn't handle that. So if they can play them in the semis and beat them on their way to a final, that would be just perfect. Absolutely. Are you missing Aaron's hot takes? Our takes are just not quite not quite as nuclear no. as Aaron. Should we sell Ericsson? No. Pretend pretend you're Aaron. Pretend you're Aaron right now. There's, there is literally no one on the team who even comes close to doing what Erickson does. Which is the, which is the, the problem. Everyone says you need to get an Erickson backup. The problem is there are no Erickson backups. Nobody really does what Erickson does. I don't know. These takes are tepid at best. <laughs> They should sell. Who should they sell? Besides Sissoko. They should sell. 
Well, they should. I mean, we know they should sell the backup fullbacks. They should. They should sell Son. I think of the better players, he's probably the most logical to be sold. They would get, they would get a fair, a decent amount of money for yeah. him, and they could use that to sort of upgrade in other places. Yeah. I don't think they should sell Son. I I don't want them to, but like they're not selling Alley, they're not selling Kane, they're not selling Erickson. They're not selling Would they sell Dembele? I don't think so. How old is Dembele? Dembele is like 29. Man, is a he is a chronically injured 29-year-old midfielder who never scores. I wouldn't say chronically injured. He I mean, he's had He's had injuries over the last couple of seasons that have been kind of chronic. But Limiting, yes. I wouldn't say chronic. Well, I mean, it, clearly Pacino goes out of his way to sort of manage his minutes because he knows he's not the most durable player. Not not but, all of us are Ledley King. No. I don't, th- I don't think they would sell Dembele. And if they did, I would be inconsolable. Yeah. But it would open up more minutes for Harry Winks. <laughs> Is that? Do you think they would sell? Do you think they would sell Eric Dyer? No, he doesn't really have a starting spot right now. No, I don't think so. I think he's too versatile to sell. Is he going to be? Is he going to become our Phil Jones? Wait, what? Where he's. He's good enough to play multiple positions, but not good enough to actually be the starter in any of them. I don't know. I think Dyer's good enough to be a starter for both those positions. Well, he's not hey, clearly not starting ahead of Wanyama as a midfielder. I think in some See, instances he does. If they stick with the back three, I guess you keep him as the right-sided center back. Yeah. Which I think it mitigates some of his weaknesses and highlights some of his strengths, but he's not a very good center back. He's not the ideal center back, but he's the best we have. He's just kind. He's just kind of clueless. I don't know. I think like physically he's fine. It's just he like goes to sleep sometimes. Um. Which so I mean, I yeah, he's. He's young, and a lot of center backs go to sleep sometimes. But I think he's kind of instructed to play uh, more forward, kind of to compensate on that side for Kyle Walker, because Kyle Walker's kind of at the opposition's touchline most of the time. Yeah, yeah, and that's so he's got to push up, and I think the expectation is for Toby to cover him. I don't yeah. know, What's seventy to eighty percent of the time. What's fantastic is that Dyer, for a center back, is a is a very good passer. Yeah. So if you if so, for for his weaknesses defensively, in the three back system, having three center backs who are all among the best passers on the entire team is pretty amazing out a lot when you have Wanyama in midfield who can't pass and Dembele in midfield who can but is very conservative yeah I don't know I think Dyer's probably one of the best options just for so utility. if Bayern Munich says we'll throw 30 million pounds at you for Eric Dyer would you say no uh, probably not I mean, you say no just because you don't want to break Deli Alley's heart, right? Well, that's part of it. Like, Deli Alley would... I mean, it would just shatter him to lose I his, think 30 million, uh, his other half. 30 million is a fair assessment of Dyer's abilities. I mean, that's probably an overpay for Dyer, to be honest. Um, like, he's not going to be a starter at Bayern Munich. No, but I think 30 million for a Premier League team... Would definitely be reasonable. 
I think, I mean... I don't yeah. know that they would what sell they, to... They bought him for like 4 million pounds. I don't know that they would like that. sell to a Premier League team. Uh, but I think it's reasonable for a Premier League team because he's uh, he's super versatile. And if you can get 50 million for Raheem Sterling, you can get 30 hmm. million for John Stones slash Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer is better than I know, Stone. he's so better. So much better. Do you hear that? It's the ambulance coming to pick up John Stones because he got burned. Yeah, and because I live next to a hospital. <laughs> That's fair, but yeah, no. So I think I don't think Eric. Dyer, I really don't see Tottenham selling anybody this summer, unless the rumors are true about Sissoko poach bust up. Well, you know, you know who you really talk about is is they. Could very well sell uh, Kevin Demmer. That's understandable. Because I think he seems really sort of out of favor. He's kind of on the outside. He had a really unfortunate uncle that one time. Um, last year he they played really well like as kind of the deputy when Vertonghen went out for. Right. Like they really don't seem two to like and a half him months or whatnot. Uh, but yeah, he's been. And underwhelming this year, so he's definitely doing well. Trippier could probably go. Um, yep, you're back. I don't know. It all depends on who they want to bring in. Um, are they gonna spend big money again to bring someone in? Uh, it's debatable. Is the new head of recruitment gonna? kind of poach some player from a bigger team we don't know uh, and are people going to want to kind of sit back and play second fiddle to someone uh, everyone talks about first team football are people going to be willing to sit back and kind of ride the pine until they get their opportunity. I don't know that you'll find those bigger name players that are willing to kind of sit for the team and wait for their opportunity. What do you think? It's it's a tough it's a tough question with Pochettino because he he says publicly that he wants he wants a competition for every position. Yeah. But on the other hand, What's what's frustrating as a fan is that he bases a lot of his decisions on how people do in training, and we don't we don't see what goes on. Yeah. So it's it's sort of impossible for us to know who's doing well and who isn't, beyond who shows up and actually plays in the games and who doesn't. So when you're recruiting new players, I don't I don't know how many players are into that. But you sign a contract to, for training philosophy. Yeah. Like if, like I think they should be picking off guys who are sort of on the fringes of the rosters on teams like Dortmund or Atletico Madrid, guys who are of a certain level but can't quite break into the first team on those big teams. But if you get a, a guy like that and you don't promise him minutes, is he going to be interested at all? I, I don't know. Maybe not. And can you promise the minutes? Like we've seen it before. No, well, that's the thing. He won't promise the minutes. They have to show up and they have to earn the minutes in training. Yeah, like George, and Kevin, and big... Kudus, kind of hanging out on the side of a milk carton. It's missing. Yeah. And what's and as fans, we've seen him come on and kind of play really well. And from the outside perspective, you think, man, he really earned. He earns some more minutes, and then he doesn't play for a month. Yeah. So it's it's hard because I think Pochettino is a very difficult manager to buy players for. Yeah. And it's kind of that whole Paul Mitchell situation kind of, I don't know. We didn't hear too much about it, so we don't know the ins and outs of it, but it seemed like rather weird that... Uh, 
he was kind of brought over from Southampton and things were going well and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, nope, I'm moving on to other nope. opportunities. This isn't working, I'm leaving. Yeah. But they, but there don't seem to be other opportunity. He's been linked with Rangers. Yeah. I don't see how that's really a step up for him. I guess he'll he'll get a lot more responsibility. Yeah, he's got his second league. Uh. And I think it's it's a lot of it has to do with how they've set up this transfer committee. Yeah. Where it's not just one person who's in charge of it. It's Pochettino has a say, and the the youth coach has a say, and Levy has a say. So you really don't have the sort of autonomy that I think a lot of these guys would want. Yeah. And I think Poach is pretty rigid, and I think we've seen it. Like, he doesn't take crap. Uh, if he doesn't like what he sees, like, you're on the bench, or you're not even on the bench, you're not even on the team sheet, like, yeah. uh, which, I don't know, I think it's a good way to be, but it will alienate players. Which, you know what, is fine, unless you spent 30 million pounds on yeah, it. Yeah, Sissoko. Uh, that you have to eat, because you're moving into a new stadium, and you have a limited budget for transfers. Yeah. But I think the which brings us back to do they have to sell do they have to sell a player in order to buy a player? I don't think so. And like Kevin Vimmer, if they're selling him because they don't want him anymore, I mean, it, how much interest is there in Kevin Vimmer? He'll probably not a ton. He'll get picked up. I think if they sell him in league, I think. He could probably go to Bournemouth or maybe Watford or West Brom. Yeah, or even a Stoke. And yeah, well, I could see him going back to Germany. They'd probably get more money sending him back to Germany. Uh, I think they pr- could probably get more money selling him in the Premier League, but uh, would they do it? I think he could probably fetch maybe eight to ten. In the prem, that's a, that's a guy that I don't think they would be too upset about sending to another Premier League team. No, like a Chadley or a... yeah, it's like whatever. You're not you're not going to hurt us. <laughs> Maybe on loan, but if, with a view to buy. I mean, if you if you could if you could sell Son and you wouldn't sell Son to Vimmer, another Premier League team. No, but if say Wolfsburg offered you. 25 million pounds for Son and Vimmer. Would you take that? I wouldn't sell Son to another Premier League team. No, but if if a German team like Wolfsburg or Bayer Leverkusen wanted him back for whatever reason and said, give us give us Son and Vimmer and we'll give you 25 million pounds. Sorry, cut out again. Yeah, alright. We're doing... We've been doing some the cutouts every kind of 10 minutes so maybe we should just wrap this up yeah probably do all you right. want to wrap we'll it up a lot about all right so i i trolled twitter for some questions to wrap up on so let's see if i got any good ones uh twitter no there were no good ones they're terrible um let's see well i do the podcast in my underpants next season if Spurs finish above Arsenal. I do the podcast in my underpants anyway. But yes. Yes, I would. Uh, what is your favorite jam or jelly to put on toast? What? <laughs> These are horrible questions. Do you put jam or jelly on your toast? Uh, No. Do you eat toast? Sometimes. Peanut butter is probably the way to go. That's what I'm saying. Peanut butter on toast is amazing. You don't need anything else. No. Why would you put something else on it? Not a, bit, not a jam fan, really. No, because then your knife just gets clogged up with peanut butter and jam. No one wants that. Uh, how great will Arson's contract extension be at the end of the year? Uh, it'll probably be pretty great because he's going to be there next year. Absolutely. They're so terrified of what would happen if they let him leave that they won't let him leave. 
Do you love Arsenal TV? No. Blood. No, it makes me really uncomfortable. Fam, like, watching, come on, blood. Watching people freak out like that, I don't, I don't enjoy it. It is pretty. It kind of reminds you of the melts of Tottenham. It well, because I'm sure every team has those people. Yeah. And like, in the last game of the season against Newcastle, I was one of those people. There was just no camera. Thankfully. Yeah. Because yeah, that would have been bad. Um. No, I think they should keep Arsene Wenger forever. Me too. Uh, we have one from Skip Jorks. Uh, no, no, we don't. Why is Vince so handsome? Uh, Vince is an incredibly handsome man. It's the Sicilian. Yeah, probably. Um, do we have any other ones on here? No. No, those are bad questions. Um but if anyone is if anyone is still listening, um, thank you. That's that's impressive. I'm sorry, on behalf of everybody. Yeah, you're not even still listening. I'm sorry on behalf of everyone. <laughs> We're really, yeah, really. Especially Aaron. Really sorry. He cl- he should be sorry. He claimed his child had a hundred and five degree fever, but we all know he just wanted to miss this because he's sad. So watching Harry Potter. <laughs> Which is fair. But it's not really fair. Who watches Harry Potter? No. Anyhow. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's been a long time. Thank you for doing this. And sad. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe we won't go three months between the next one. Or, or we might go three or. months <laughs> We might go three months. You might hear us for the summer transfer window. But don't count on it. No, don't hold your breath. It's a long time to hold your breath. But thanks for listening to Subject to a Medical. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the World Baseball Classic. Woo!